welcome everyone to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is the grumpy old man. They say there is no shame in this game because he's our NHL analyst and expert, Grump. How do you keep screwing that up? Man, I, what can I say? Uh, you know, here's the, here's the, no, 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 no. I'm doing the intros. I'm the NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man, and that goof sitting next to me or uh, visually sitting next to me is TJ, the guy who can't get anything right. That's him. <laughs> Tilt your mic closer to your to your uh, to your mouth. I think it's pointing downwards, there, Grumpy. No, it wasn't pointing down. Okay, Grumpy. Well, Grump, I know we're an hour early, based off of when we usually run our podcast. Usually, we go at uh, eight p.m. on Wednesday, as well as eight p.m. on Saturday. Um, but first off, Grump, how was Christmas? How were the holidays for you? We haven't had a podcast in a while. The real kicker. Um, was that TJ wanted to start this at six today, Eastern Standard Time, and being on TJ no, 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 at six ten after seven, not six seven o'clock Eastern and Standard being Time. Being TJ time, it's ten after seven because oh. you know he's always late. No, today no. was no exception. We were going to get Christmas was very nice though. Stop. Hold on, stop! Jesus Christ! Wait. Okay, the echo is crazy. By the way, you got to get headphones, Grump. But I'm telling you, we were going to start today at seven Eastern Standard Time, and you were still late for that. Debatable. No, you're late. What time is it? But it's our first podcast we've had in quite some time. Grumpy, how was Christmas? How were the holidays for you? Um, good. They were good. Thank you. And yours? Not bad. Not bad. It was a good time. I couldn't complain much. Um, but I, I just want to let you know that I just got confirmation today that my Grumpy's Groupies merchandise is coming in. It's shipped today, so I'm excited. To have that come in, and I'm going to be wearing that, you know, no offense to John. John Patron sent me this wonderful Eastern New Mexico Greyhounds. Uh, nice little wicking shirt. I like it a lot, but I probably won't be wearing it on a whole lot of podcasts going forward. So I felt like I must do it today. I was about to say, I've got my Islanders Never Say Die merchandise coming in the mail as well. I'm excited, Grump. Um, by the way. This is a twice a week Islanders podcast. For those of you who are new, we invite you to subscribe. Stick around a while. Subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. Again, we go live every single Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every single Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, if the Islanders are playing and they have a game, we go live whenever the Islanders play, as long as it's not a Thursday or a Sunday, because we have our other podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Now, that's a general sports podcast in the link in the description below, but we just talk sports and shoot the shit. We're going to actually be going live during the Oregon-Oklahoma State game or Oklahoma game right after this podcast. So that you'll be able to find right in the link in the description below, grumpy old man. College bowl season around. Who can't be excited about that? But So, so, so in other words, what you're saying is the only reason why you started this podcast early today was because you wanted to double dip and do the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show at nine. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. That's correct. Just be honest with the people. As long as you're honest, you know, you know, that's all that matters. Just be honest. And we're honest on this show. Oh, always, Grump. Always. But, man, we've had a little bit of time. Islander fans have had a little bit of time to decompress, hopefully enjoy the holidays with friends and family, and kind of uh, put – Put the Islanders' miserable season on the back burner of their mind. Well, I haven't. 
because I continue, to, I continue to read one excuse after another why the season has been a failure so far, and it just frustrates me no end. Very, very frustrating. Um, I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. I've been reading Kevin Kurtz from The Athletic, who's taken over from Art Staple, and right now he seems fairly intelligent. So, you know, uh, he's not like the regular glad-handers. Um, I wonder how long before they run him off for you being talk, too objective. You talk about the Islanders media cartel. Kevin Kurtz seems like he's – it's early yet, but he seems like he's fighting a good fight. I like the article he put out recently talking about might be beneficial to punt the season down a one additional year and to retool. We've been talking about it for months. We talked about this team needed a different structure to it, and it's funny. I've seen people say, oh, this season's just a wash, you know, with COVID, the long road trip to start. They're just, you know, we're not even worrying about this season. I think you have to look critically at the actual team, at the roster, and say, is the team, let's say, in perfect conditions, were they good enough to win a Stanley Cup? If all, you know, the stars and the moon align. And without retooling or making adjustments this offseason, I think the answer to that is no. Yeah, same thing here. I just, and you know, I had these concerns going into the season as well. Um, I just thought that particularly the preseason, that we just looked old and slow and that carried over into the regular season. And, you know, you listen to some fans are like, well, like you mentioned, oh, well, that's okay. This excuse, that excuse, Barry trots. Well, we never get into our rhythm. I don't know how you didn't get into a rhythm. You were complaining about, you know, the games on the road, the COVID. Now we're not in a rhythm. Now this, now that, now the other thing. Here's the thing. The team isn't good enough. I mean, that's the bottom line. And they make it sound like no one else in the league is dealing with COVID issues. No one else in the league has dealt with scheduling issues. Uh, just, you know what, just be truthful. Barry Trotz, Lou Lamarillo, just say, you know what? This is what Lou Lamarillo should say. Yeah. I really miscalculated thinking bringing in a 44-year-old defenseman and a 37-year-old winger uh, that they were going to turn this team around and get us over the hump. I mean, we knew it wasn't going to happen, right? That was no. the first thing we said. That's not happening. But Lou felt that it was. Barry's in lockstep because, you know, he loves those older players, over playing them at the expense of the younger guys. We all know that. And it didn't work out this year. So what do we do? Do we try to get younger? Or do we kind of double down and get older just to try to get us into the playoffs? And I see some players, fans actually saying that. Yes, let's double down. Get into the playoffs. Anything can happen. Yes, you can get swept in the first round. That can happen. And then give up a first-round draft pick. That sounds like really wise judgment. Okay, Grumpy. Yeah, I'm glad you got a second to catch your breath. <sighs> Grumpy. I know. You've been away. You've been away for the Islanders for a bit and the podcast for a bit on the holiday break. And you but know what's so nice about it? I didn't have any Islander stuff to worry about for since we didn't play like in what 10, however many days and no podcasts. I almost forgotten about the Islanders, but then I started getting worked up again today. And it's like, here we go. Back in the swing of things. I was about to say, it felt like we were almost in the off season is what it felt like yeah. oddly enough. But I, you know, I wasn't perpetually looking to see, okay, what could the Islanders do to improve? Cause we're kind of locked into the situation for the year. Um, tonight's game. For those of you who are tuning in, also against the uh, the Detroit Red Wings has been postponed. Um, we still are scheduled to play tomorrow, 
against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, now, this season, I think we have to look at it one or two. Now, you had mentioned, Grumpy, that you still see fans out there opining and espousing the ideas we can make the playoffs, number one, and if we do, we should go ahead and, and be buyers at the trade deadline. I haven't seen many of those as of recent. That's why I'm asking. You know, maybe you tick the clock back a month or so ago. People would say silly things like, you have to wait until you're at least 41 games into the regular season before you even have an idea of what this team really comprises and ma is made of. You know what that type of mentality means? Arizona's still in the playoff hunt. Seattle, Montreal, Buffalo. You know, I just I, – I, I think I told this uh, story on our uh, general sports podcast last week that – I have a uh, a relative who's a Montreal Canadiens fan. And I said, you know, Islander fans, you know, still think we have a shot to make the playoffs. And he looked like me, like I was freaking crazy. And I'm like, well, why don't you think that's possible? He said, because you're the fourth worst team in the league. And we're the third worst. And we're not making the playoffs and neither are you. And he's not wrong. So that's what I've been saying for a long time. I've been trying to forestall it with the predictions, but it's over. We're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Particularly with the excuse train rolling out of, uh, you know, UBS Arena. Jesus freaking Christ, Grumpy man! Oh man, are you are you still got holiday brain going on? No, because I always I always think it should be USB Arena, and maybe it should. Maybe we just slide in, you know, pop a little USB thing on there, extract all the old guys out, pump in new guys, and we're ready to go. What the hell are you talking about? Um, but I'll tell you, um. It is odd to see people dealing and coping with, I guess, the reality setting in a bit and where people lie on this, right? We, we've been fortunate, Islander fans, the last few years. We really haven't had too many lows to deal with. And now that we're seeing, all right, this is a poor year, I'm seeing a lot of fans. Now, again, I am four, and I am in the camp of this year, looks like we are not making the playoffs in order to do that next season because i think the window with the way the team is currently constituted is somewhat small i think we do need to retool i think if there are guys at the trade deadline that have short or close to expiring contracts that you can move if the price is right at the deadline you move them you try to acquire assets for them because I think if we retool, we have a very, very strong young nucleus that we can build around, right? You look at your Matt Barzals, you look at your Oliver Wallstroms, you look at your Noah Dobsons, you look at your Sorokins. Those are cornerstones of what could really forge a successful franchise for us going forward. We need to add pieces around them, and I don't think rolling out the same exact lineup next year with replacing a left wing and just sliding Robin Sallow into Zidane Charo's spot, that does not answer the real crux of the issue that the Islanders have. I think we need to retool, as I said, but grumpy. There are people that think we could just roll the same lineup out there next year and that this year's struggles are all to be blamed on COVID, the long road trip, and that we've had so many starts and stops to our season that we really can't go ahead and get any type of momentum going. Um. To those people, I say, how – so you feel that Anders Lee, Josh Bailey, Kyle Palmieri, uh, they're all going to get better with age as they get deeper into their 30s? You figured that their game is going to improve? And, I, you know, I just find it kind of laughable, from my perspective anyway, is that unless you're a truly great talent, 
once you hit your 30s, you just kind of fall off a cliff. And none of these guys are supremely talented. I mean, Anders Lee, I mean, he's a hard worker. Uh, he stands in front of the net. Um, but that's the extent of his skill set. Josh Bailey, everyone knows I consider him a wasteoid. Always have. Can you imagine him at 33 years old? I can't. And Kyle Palmieri, the living embodiment of an F minus, uh, has once again showed what a horrible trade and miserable re-signing that was. And do you think he's going to be getting better? I don't. I just don't I think know, anyone gets better in their thirties. I don't know how he can get much worse, to be honest with you, Grumpy. I mean, like Palmieri is what Palmieri is. I think he'll maybe decline. He's definitely not on the up and up. I saw. Do you remember this off season? Real quick. Do you remember this off season? We had people, the media cartel. We had multiple people saying Kyle Palmieri is going to be able to course direct and have a rebound year. He's a consistent 20-goal scorer year in and year out, grumpy old man. And to think that, you know, he just had one poor year, it was a truncated season, and that, you know, he won't be able to replicate prior success, that's foolish because Kyle Palmieri will be able to show the Kyle Palmieri of past. Uh, all I have to say to that is, well, first of all, I want to say, I know I was not preaching that. I didn't even want them to resign him. I remember, you know, we had certain guests on the show. Well, he's definitely resigning because he bought a house on Long Island. Well, no, like, not, not guests on the show that it said that, but it was comments that were read, read through the section. No, person. no, no, no. There was a guest on the show who said that. You're you wrong. Guarantee Memory fails you, Grump. No, 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 not true. Tommy, Coach Tommy Baffy came oh. on here and said, yes, that. Uh, he was going to be re-signed. He just he bought a house on Long Island and said, I don't care where the hell he bought a house. That doesn't mean I'm resigning his ass. It just shows what does it show you, right? Now we've also said uh, you know, maybe Kyle Palmieri's struggles are the fact that Lou Malamarillo makes him shave his beard. Maybe that's what it is. Well, if that's the case, he ain't never going to perform for this team. And then you said earlier, well, you know, you don't think he can regress anymore or there could be even more regression. I said, how much more regression from one goal in 26 games can you possibly have? Okay, well, Grumpy, I'm going to have to break this down real slow. I feel like you're jumping all over the place. I wanted to ask you the question again, which I led with, and I'm going to bring it up again for you, Grump. Kyle Palmieri, and, and what do you say for those individuals that said, again, Kyle Palmieri had one poor year last year. He's been a 20-goal scorer year in and year out for you know since 2015-16. And last season was the first year he didn't score 20 goals, and it was COVID and kind of jumbled, and and the Devils really struggled. But he was going to turn things around with the Islanders. Now, do you think there is any hope or possibility of Kyle Palmieri turning things around for the Islanders, or are what we seeing currently, or what we have seen currently from Kyle Palmieri, a guy who's on average to score about 10 tops 15 goals a year. Is that what we should expect from Kyle Palmieri going forward? Do you think there's any scoring touch left on that stick? Um, I, I think he'll score more than one goal every 26 games. I do believe that, but not a whole lot more. And if you're paying $5 million a year for a guy who spends, uh, uh, who gives you 10 goals, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That's not good enough. And as far as I'm concerned, Okay, he was putting up okay numbers on a miserable Jersey team. Even bad teams have to have leading scores. That's not the style we play. So you have to expect some type of regression from him just coming in and playing in the Barry Trot system, right? But, you know, to me, 
he's not a help. I, I just I just don't believe, I, you know, I've said it a hundred times before, I don't believe re-signing guys who are in their 30s. And Kyle Palmieri was a prime example this offseason, as was Casey Zizekas. I mean, you know, until we get away from that mindset, I feel we're just going to be stuck in the mud just spinning our wheels. Okay. So to answer the question, though, we expect – not one goal every 20-some-odd games, but to be, t- t- as I phrase the question, a guy that's going to be scoring 10 to 15 goals is what it looks like. Do not expect Kyle Palmieri to score 20 goals anytime soon for the Islanders on this contract. So you're saying you'd be shocked if Kyle Palmieri scores 20 goals at all any season during this contract. He might get to 20 once, maybe. But I just don't – first of all, I don't think he's that good. I never thought he was that good a player. And that goes from way back when we made the trade. I said that's the one guy I didn't want us to get because I have a bias against him. I just considered him just a jag. Don't we have enough of those guys? I mean, there was no no upside to Kyle Palmieri. None. And we've seen that bear – unfortunately bear that fruit. Yeah. So – you are in the two, you're in the box, Grumpy, of retool as well, right? You, you don't think that we should be I, because, again, for those new listeners, there are still people out there that are saying the team is currently constituted is good enough. All we need to do is replace the Daniel Chara, we'll replace Andy Green, and we're going to replace Zach Parise, and we can put the same exact lineup essentially out there, and we're going to have success, right? It's so simple. We're going to go ahead and put Robin Sallow in one of those spots there for Green or Chara. We'll maybe bring in a top four defenseman or we'll bring in a replacement for Chara slash Green. And we're going to go ahead and just replace our third line left wing and we can plug everything in and it's going to be successful. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll only like the worst scoring team in the NHL. I mean, and you, once again, I'm going to say the same thing I said in the offseason. If you think bringing in a third-line wing is going to improve your goal scoring, you're crazy. We need top six scores. We're just an average – actually, we're a below-average offensive team. Below average. Yes, I would say in a good year, we're average. Right now, we are below average for offensive production. We're fantastic, usually a fantastic defensive unit and fantastic goaltender. Sorokin's an outstanding netminder. Again, I, I would argue if he was on a, a team that was, you know, more uh, more talented uh, in the offensive and defensive zone than the Islanders are this season, he'd be a top five netminder in the NHL. The saves he makes are outstanding. He'll occasionally let in a weekie here or there, but what fantastic goalie doesn't let in a weekie every once in a while? Yeah, he's been uh, all that's been advertised and more. Um, he's your goalie of the future, no doubt in my mind. Um, you know, then you're looking at guys maybe we could deal right at the deadline who have some value. I mean, maybe Varlamov, but there's probably other goalies on the market as well who don't make $5 million a year. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough to move Varlamov at the deadline. You look at a lot of goalies. When do they get moved? We've talked about it before. Off-season. A lot of goalies get moved in the offseason. They don't get moved during the during the trade deadline unless a team has a catastrophic injury to a goalie and they say, well, we did always need an additional guy in that. Because remember, Varlamov still has term left on his contract. He still would have one year additionally on a contract if moved. Yeah. And, you know, that's okay. Maybe some team will want him. Uh, maybe, uh, 
Edmonton or something like that. But I mean, what are they going to give you for a goalie who's what 34 years old makes five million per? I mean, that's what I think you have to look at. And every piece that you know we're talking about moving, maybe your Cal Clutterbucks, your Charas, your Greens, your Parises, whatever, all the older players, you're not going to get much back for them. And then yeah, you, then you're in the same boat of well, okay, who are you going to replace them with? We've never given a younger player a shot to try to make this team because we keep on only playing veterans, and our cupboard's practically bare. I mean, so you, I'm I'm actually looking potentially to move one of the core pieces because just getting the periphery guys out of here doesn't change the dynamic of the team, in my opinion. You need to start moving, considering to move your Anders Lees, your Brock Nelsons. I think Brock Nelson could bring a pretty penny in, honestly. Why would they move Brock Nelson? Because you want to restock your, your cupboard, which is bare. Okay. Do you think... Lula Marillo and Barry Trotz are in the mindset of full-on rebuild? No, I don't. But okay. I'm just saying. Then how would moving Brock Nelson fit their, fit their plan? Okay. Just because they wouldn't do it doesn't mean that it wouldn't be beneficial in the long run. That's my point. Who would be your second-line center then? You know what? You just make do. You're going in the tank. Make do? No, we're not. That's, that's that. Okay. That Jesus Christ, Grump. When you say shit like that, that is why people think you're doom and gloom all the time and that you just want to freaking build for the draft every single freaking year. Doom and gloom. Dude, we're two years. We've been at the back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. We have a strong core nucleus. What does that say to freaking Matt Barzal? Hey, we're going doom and gloom, Matt Barzal. Don't even bother thinking about resigning. Hey, Oliver Wallstrom. Hey, Noah Dobson. Hey, Hey, Elias Rokin, we're going doom and gloom for the next few years. Don't bother re-signing. The core of our nucleus is over 30 years old. Hold on. Okay? You, I, can, I you can throw I'm I'm the old. core. The core. Anders Lee. Um, Kyle Palmieri. Brock Nelson. Josh Bailey. Um, Parise. Pajot. Those okay. guys and the whole fourth line. Brice is not a part of the core, but there's okay. a few guys. There's a few. There's a handful of guys that are over thirty. I think if you can move a player or two, that's fine. Nine, of our, nine of our twelve forwards is over thirty. Nine of our twelve forwards are thirty years or older. Nine okay. of the twelve. Well, let's let's look at next year. We could agree, right? Cal Clutterbuck is probably going to be moved at the trade deadline. You're going to get some sort of return back for Cal Clutterbuck, right? Maybe. I hope so. I think he's a guy who is a quintessential. He has value. I think he has value, yes. I think he's a guy who's a quintessential playoff player. He's a guy that adds grit and sandpaper. He can occasionally score a goal or two. He brings energy and a lot of playoff experience. I'm not saying he's going to go for an arm and a leg at the deadline. I'm just saying he's going to have some sort of return at this year's NHL trade deadline. Okay. How much are fourth-line players worth on the trade market? Okay, hold on. In a walk year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I, that's not what I'm talking about right now. What I'm talking about, as you said, we've got nine of our 12 forwards or 30 years or older. Kyle Clutterbuck won't be back next year in all likelihood. We're probably going to move him at the deadline if we're smart. Okay. That gives us eight of 12. Now, do you think we're bringing back Zach Parise? I'd say probably not. So now we've got seven of 12. And I think maybe moving one. Maybe uh, again, because you're not going to be able to move every single toxic asset that you've got on there. Jeez, man, you're, you're, it's the reverb on that is bad, bro. Um, but you have you've got you've got seven of those individuals, grumpy old man, that are going to be thirty or over. And let's say you're able to somehow move 
a Josh Bailey, right? That's, I think, what everybody's dreaming about. Oh, maybe we can find a way to offload Josh Bailey. I don't think it's the end of the world if you have six some odd forwards that are 30 years or older, right? Our defense, there's not a single soul, ideally, hopefully next year, that's 30 or over. And our goal is young. But they're non-productive. They're non-productive. There is no upside. There's no upside to Anders Lee. There's no upside to Kyle Palmieri. There's no upside to Josh Bailey or to Brock Nelson. They are what they are at this point. Hold on. Brock Nelson's played extremely well this year. Okay, he's had, he's had three good games. Three good games. He's got what eleven goals and he scored nine in three games. So don't tell me he's not been consistent. He's been the Brock Nelson we've always known and loved, right? He'll he winds up busting out in a couple of games. Usually scores a couple of empty netters at the end. Um, that's what. So he pads his stats. He has not been the same player that he was two years ago. Two years ago, he was a steal in free agency. I don't. I think he's taken a step back the last two years. He never got the free agency, did he? No, yeah, he did. Signed, they signed him before he went to free agency. It was he was he was in he was an unrestricted free agent. They resigned him. He would have been an unrestricted free agent. Didn't get to free agency. I just wanted to get to the minutia. That being said, Brock Nelson has performed well over the last three years. For you to say there's no upside in Brock Nelson, I don't see that. So that guy. Think- oh, let me get to my point before you cut me off. Brock Nelson on I would say. 25 different teams in the NHL. He's a top, he's a, he's a second line center. Okay. So you think that Brock Nelson is able to elevate his game as he turns into his thirties. Is that what you're saying? Cause that's what I'm saying. For I'm, not, I'm not saying Brock Nelson's up. Uh, I'm not saying he's stepping up his game. I'm saying currently on, let's say about 25 of the teams in the NHL, he would be their second line center. So okay. you've got a guy who's a second-line center on more than half of the teams in the NHL. Well, he might be worth a first and a second-round draft pick. Why would you Why would you get rid of a guy who is the top-tier, a top-tier second-line center? Why would you move a guy like that? A two-way center, might I add. Because he's in his 30s now. And you can get big value for him. He's, what, under contract for, what, another three, four years? I mean, three years? You know what? I'm willing to move him now to get a bigger return like what we had to pay to get J.P. Paris, uh, uh, J.G. Pajot, right? A first and a second and potentially a third if we won the Stanley Cup for a third-line center. Maybe we can get a couple of ones for Brock Nelson. That's all I'm saying. Why not then wait to trade Brock Nelson? If that's the case, right, our window is still open to win a cup if we really retool and we make adjustments on the team. We have to make adjustments. We've got to make adjustments. I, I I think that if you're saying if we did not, find a way to bring in, again, a a legitimate top six winger and to give Oliver Wallstrom a chance at top-line minutes, that's a whole different can of worms. Are you saying that wouldn't help offensive production? I think we both agree defense is a strong suit of the team and goaltending is set. Uh, Goaltending is set. Defense was the strength of the team, but through attrition the last couple of years, the mismanagement of Devontae Nicoletti situation, and then – dumping Letty for nothing and just feeling we can fill in with guys in their 40s to take their spots. Now it's not a strength of the team anymore, okay? The younger guys are having to step in, and there's, of course, there's going to be growing pains. I mean, so it's not the strength that it was two years ago, just isn't, or even last year. So are we saying we have cap space this offseason? What do you do? Who's going to want to come here? Name one forward. Name one well, goal on. scorer who wants to come here. Here's the thing. 
Again, you have those freaking attack. Grumpy, I want you to take a pull off your grape drink. I want you to sit back, relax, get your feet up, and listen. I'm not talking about forwards in free agency right now. I'm talking about to add to the defense. You said that was our strong suit, right, was defense. Well, Grumpy, what's to say? We I, I think that Robin Sallow is the answer. He's a guy who can step in. He will play in a, in a role for us next year on the team. I think both Chara and Andy Green are gone. I think if they go ahead and add a defenseman through free agency, I think that makes your D again, if, if it's a competent defenseman and the defenseman that works in the system, I think that makes your defense again one of the strengths of this team once more. Would you not agree? If okay. you're able to address that issue, I think they have to address it by adding an additional player through free agency. There's one unrestricted free agent, left-handed defenseman, Hampus Limholm, and he's like the marquee guy. I don't think he's the greatest thing ever. I think he'd be a good fit here. But what do you think his value is going to be? Do you think that Lou Lamarillo is going to sign a Hampus Limholm and give him $8 million a year after he just signed Pulak and Pellick to on. five and a half did plus? You just, did, you just, did you just suggest that he was going to get paid $8 million a year? When he's the only guy out there, the number one defenseman on the market who's below the age of 30, he's going to get paid. He will get paid. Mark my words. I just I don't see eight million per grumpy. I rate I, okay. I mean, come on, the guy's never think about it, right? The guy's never put up more than 30, 34 points ever in his NHL career. Okay. He doesn't he doesn't put up points. When you don't put up points, you don't get paid. Yeah. The supply and demand. When there's little supply, the demand is very high. Ooh, I like that. Grump, all I'm going to tell you here is this. I, he's not going to get paid $8 million. I could see him. I could see, And trust me, we wouldn't bring in a guy to, and pay him more than Ryan Pulak and Adam Pellick in all likelihood. Then Especially you're not, a guy who doesn't put up points. Pulak puts up more points than Hampus Lindholm does. Then you're not going to get a top-level puck-moving defenseman to come here through free agency. Then that's not going to happen. Because Pulak and Pellick signed below-market deals to stay here. They did. Could have got more on the open market. Absolutely. And if, and if you're expecting someone to come in here for below market who has never been here before, I just think you're crazy. I'm not we, expecting we to get below market. You just said this. his market's going to be $8 million and I just called you freaking crazy and ludicrous like you don't understand okay. how that works. Right? You're okay. saying, now, you're saying, Grumpy, let's just look at comparable contracts. Uh, look at some of the defensemen that signed this offseason. $8 million, I think, Grumpy, it's for Hampus Lindholm. Come on, dude. You could, I could see him maximum, and I'm talking maximum getting six million, absolute max. How much did Wierenski get in color in uh, Columbus to resign? You thought he would? You think he was worth eight and a half million dollars, which I think he resigned for? I don't. You think Seth Jones is worth nine and a half million dollars per? I don't. I mean, and those guys. I mean, Seth Jones, I, I mean, talk about a guy who I think is overrated for what he's actually produced on the ice. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Those guys are going to get overpaid. They all get overpaid. I mean, did Grinsky you think? got paid $9.5 Okay. Even worse. You think he was worth that? I mean, the the money only goes up every year. It doesn't go down. Okay. With players Rowinski, Rowinski's had multiple seasons with 40-plus points. Multiple. I'm not saying he's deserving of that contract. Rowinski's also 24 years old. Hampus Limholm's 27. You talk about the offensive production. I think the offensive production is the key factor that gets you to that next tier. Okay. You mentioned Seth Jones. 
Seth Jones has also put up points in the past. I don't think he's a great defenseman. I think that he is a lot more hype than he actually is performance. But again, it's it's about how much offensive production they provide is how much defensemen get paid. You put up points, you're going to get paid. Think Okay, this year, Seth Jones, again, 30 games played, 23 points. I'm just saying he brings offensive production, right? He's had a 57 point season before he's had 40 plenty of times. Hampus Lindholm has never cleared 34 points ever in his NHL club or never cleared more than 34 points ever in his NHL career. He's not going to come out here and get 8 million per. Okay. Okay. I mean, but how much is he getting paid right now? About 5.25, I believe. Okay. So you think he's going to be taking a, uh, I mean, so, so, okay. So what do you think is a, a valid salary of him? 7 million per six. That's six. six. Oh, yeah. he's going to get paid more than six. Oh, you can book that. You can book that. He'll be getting paid more than six. He's the only def- unrestricted free agent defenseman on the market. The only one. I can't the tell you. One I, guy. I can't tell you. Cause I haven't done enough research yet as to who's, who's under, the age of 30. Who's under the age of 30. Oh, he's under the age of 30. Okay, like that's the big caveat, all right? There's other left-handed defensemen out there, but you threw the caveat of under the age of 30. I don't have the numbers to, to yank and pull that up at the moment, Crump. Those guys get paid more. Guys under the age of 30 get paid more than guys over 30. Mark okay. Giordano's going to be out there. I mean, I could see, I could, uh, seriously, I could see us signing him to a one-year deal. Not saying it's right or wrong. I could see us signing him to a one-year deal to be a bridge to then say, all righty, we're going to sign him one year, and then we're going to have um, we're going to have Samuel Bolduc step up, who has been woeful in Bridgeport this season. I could, if that, you know, if he can, if he, you know, course directs in Bridgeport, I could see them doing that. Yeah, it seems like he's a lot further behind than we thought. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Uh-huh. I'd say that. He's a lot further behind. We bought it. We drank a little bit of the Islanders Kool-Aid on that one. I certainly did. Yeah, um, you did. You did too. Don't don't freaking pretend like you're freaking impervious to occasionally making mistakes. I never thought he was gonna have any shot of making the team this year. I didn't say this year either. He, I know well, trust me, I didn't say that either. Let's not let's not change the goalposts and move the, the goal line here, Grumpy. I just said that I thought he was gonna be a guy maybe within two, three years he was gonna be up here, but it might be more than like three or four, depending on what the production looks like. Honestly, what I'd like to see the rest of the season is see the key for Bellows. I'm even going to throw Simon Holmstrom in there. See how they perform at the NHL level. Holy and shit, I, ladies and gents. Well, Probably here's the thing. because Simon Holmstrom at the NHL level. He uh, is on the taxi squad now. Well, but see, what do I – okay, here's the thing. I want to see if the young guys are part of the, uh, part of the solution. I don't. I know the old guys are not. They're not. I want to see if Kiefer Bellows giving him a fifty-game run. You know, every night you're going to play and you're going to play regular minutes. None of this five minutes a game stuff. Every other game because you never know what a young guy can do. Then give them extended run. Give them regular shifts. I'm not saying don't coach them or, uh, you know, maybe bench them for a shift or two. But the whole thing is, you want to see if these guys are part of the solution going forward. So this way you know exactly what you're going to need going into the offseason. That's what I think they should do. Because this season is over. They're not going to give him 50 games. They'll probably give him 20 games at the end once all is said and done and at the after the trade deadline. That's probably we're going to see a little bit more of Kiefer Bellows, right? I think this does bring up a point, though. This year in the NHL, they've made the adjustment of saying, hey, officially, I don't think we've mentioned on this podcast, officially, no Olympics. Today, the World Juniors also canceled and um it's funny the nhl did go ahead and institute 
a, a taxi squad. Grumpy old man. They've reinstituted back the old taxi squad of last year. Simon Holmstrom's on that taxi squad. And Brad Marchant. Did you happen to see uh, Brad Marchant's opinion on this, Grumpy? He was unhappy. I don't know exactly what he said, but I know he was unhappy. That's that's putting it lightly. So Brad Marchant was unhappy regarding them. Uh, I'll pull this up here. Uh, Go ahead. While you pull that up, I'll just say also another change the NHL put into effect today is that now the quarantine period is not 10 days. It's five days. And for those step in the right direction for those vaccinated players. Well, you saw that happen via the CDC. And I think that kind of also spurred it forward. We saw you want to talk about a freaking conspiracy or some sort of uh, some sort of overarching. uh, Well, maybe the doctors in the NFL are great. The NFL did that to where they had shortened up the time that uh, vaccinated players uh, had to be sidelined out, and quarantined away from the team. About two was it, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, the CDC released it for as long as you're vaccinated. Now it's no longer 10. Now instead it's five days. And the NHL has now done the same thing. Now I will pull up here this for you, grumpy old man, regarding Brad Marchand. I'll read it because I think your eyes are old, grump. They say the NHL and the NHLPA can change the rules of the CBA to add a taxi squad so that they don't miss any games and don't lose out on any money which has already been agreed upon that the players will pay back an escrow until the owners are made whole from what they lost during this pandemic, regardless of how many games are missed yet. They can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so that they can honor the agreement they made. So the NHL players can go, please tell me that's not bullshit. And for all you that want to pipe down uh, or to pipe back, or want to pipe back about forfeiting pay uh, while being gone. Yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. That was the big crux of the matter of the CBA. The players wanted to play in the Olympics. Gary Bettman and the owners did not want it to happen. And I think that they just you they here's the thing. They and I told you two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they're gonna cancel out of the Olympics. You watch. Because anytime that they have an an out, they're going to take it. And they could, and he's hundred percent right. They don't care about the players. They just don't care about the players. And that's every sport. The owners and the leagues could care less about the players. The only thing that they care about is the money going in their pockets. I mean, whenever somebody tells you that it's not about the money, it's always about the money. If they've got to tell you it's not about the money newsflash, they think it's about the money. (laughs) And um, right, they get paid. They want people in the arenas, right? Why did they say that the games in Canada were, were canceled? Well, they couldn't get enough fans in the arenas. Well, why? What well, does that no, matter? It was due to like restrictions. Again, I'd read too much on those, and I don't think that's what it was, Grumpy. So I think you may be speaking a little bit out of term on that, or out of turn on that. But it is it is odd to see the Olympics were canceled and they couldn't do a taxi squad scenario there. And the, you want to know the odd thing about this? I haven't done a crunch to numbers. I want to say close to how many Islanders have had COVID confirmed this year? I want to say it's at least over, what, 60, 70% of our team? I think around the NHL, what is it, more than 40% of the NHL players have, have tested positive for COVID? I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn on that one, but I feel like the numbers of NHL players who have tested positive for COVID compared to like a, you know, the 23 man roster 
is a little high. It's it's close to about like half, if not more. No. Well, that's the one thing with this latest strain, the Omicron strain. It's more contagious, but it's not as virulent. So you know, people aren't really getting sick, and certainly not fatality wise, which is good news. Which is good news. Um, I just think. I, I'm just kind of baffled by the whole thing. I just, I just am. It just, they're the, just operating on the fly. They're changing things on the fly without even thinking about it. The the point I wanted to bring up was that a lot of these players are catching COVID. I don't think you can catch again. I'm not a doctor. I didn't know. I don't think you can catch the same variant twice. And you talk about Anthony Bavillier, right? He's a guy who tested positive originally, but wanted being a false positive, and he had two negative tests immediately, and then he caught it afterwards. I'm just thinking about the Islanders alone, and I know there are big outbreaks. I think for the Oilers and the Calgary Flames, or I think like they had like 18 some odd members of staff, including players that had tested positive. But I'm thinking about the Islanders, right? Matt Barzal's had it, Anders Lee's had it, Josh Bailey's had it. That's just on your first line. Second line, Brock Nelson has it. Kyle or Kyle Palmieri has it. Um, I'm trying to think. Oliver Wallstrom, I know, further on down the line has it. Jean Gabriel Pajot had it. Zach Parise has it. it. A lot of guys had it. Yes. Now, Clutterbuck. It's it's a it's over half okay. the team. You realize what the vaccinations do? They don't stop you from getting no, it. Not what I'm talking about. Okay, then I don't. And I don't understand what you're talking about. Listen, if you've had the variant. Can you recatch the same yes. variant less less than a month later? You can catch the same exact variant. I guess you can. The and vaccination question: If you cannot catch the same variant less than a month later, it's, it may all be a moot point. Again, I'm not a doctor. That's again, like maybe I just have a disconnect. I don't work in a medical field. Yeah, well, I used to work in a medical field. So, what I'm saying is that the vaccination doesn't stop you from catching it. What it does it yeah. is it means if you get it, yeah. that it lessens the severity of the disease. Fantastic. That's not what we're talking about. What I'm saying okay. is if you catch this. Well, you can get a cold. You can get a cold, get better, and then get a cold three weeks later. Same thing can happen. Okay. Fair enough. I, I'm just saying, uh, you know, it's it's odd that you have like close to 50% of the league, I feel like, or maybe 40 or 50% of the league that has it. Hopefully, you're not going to catch it again. And hopefully, right, the Islanders are not going to have these COVID issues later on. Majority of the team have had COVID. Hopefully, we're not going to have to worry about that down the stretch where maybe a, a few stragglers on other teams might catch it. But I think majority of our team has had it. You know what? Here's the thing. If you stop testing everyone every day, you won't even know who's got it and who doesn't because they're not getting sick. They're just testing positive. It's totally different than getting sick. Totally different. Well, I we mean, do, Grumpy. We've got an ad to read from DraftKings, Grumpy old man. Um, hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook has an official is an official sports betting partner of the NHL. They have a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once a any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just one dollar on any NHL team uh, to win a game. Uh, to win, and they'll win a hundred. I'm sorry, on any game. Let me restart this over, guys. Holy crap! Um, hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer. 
that will make you a winner once a single shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know somebody is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum of a $5 deposit. No $1 wages required. One per customer. Restricted supply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I just have a question for you. You would not let me read the Brad Marchant comment, and you're trying to say I would be worse than it was you reading that ad. Is that what you're trying to say? You've been squinting, Grumpy. You sound your voice sounds hoarse, Grumpy. You okay, man? Are you catching? No, I'm, don't don't try to change the subject. The fact that you can't read and I can, everyone knows that you can't read. I want okay? to skirt this and try to do something else. I want to try to get off of this subject, Grumpy. That's what I thought. Being a football one. player, I know your reading skills are very limited. How you spell cat? D-O-G. Yeah, yeah, that's it, grumpy old man. But all I'm saying is it is odd that that was one of the huge the huge points of the CBA. Huge, huge, huge sticking point. And remember, when the CBA was signed, I said, holy crap, the players got shafted. And we had people come on here and say, oh, no, TJ Grumpy Old Man, they're getting to play in the Olympics. And that is a huge bargaining piece that all these players wanted. I said, ah, okay. Sounds great. I guess if that's really what they want to do, they want to sacrifice the money in their pocket, you know, to, to play in the Olympics. And that was a huge point for them. Sure. Do what you want. Well, you got to feel like they might be a little pissed off. And deservedly so. Deservedly so. I know this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter. I know there have to be people who have commented in. I know there have. Um, Are you okay, Grumpy? You seem like you're grumpy. Do you have, where's your, I haven't seen your grape drink today, man. Because you haven't been paying any attention as usual. Well, again, I'm always bouncing between every which screen. You just sound like your voice was hoarse. I want to make sure you're doing all right, Grump. Oh, my gosh. Just get to the comments. Oh, Slip the tube. Oh, stop, stop. Well, the Islanders will be playing tomorrow, at least that being said. We got Alex R. saying hello. What's up, Alex? Scott L. saying hello, fellas. Hope you both had a nice Christmas. Well, wishes for the new year. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays for all who listen. And I hope you have a great New Year's. TJ, did you get a watch for Christmas? No. Maybe you should have. So this way you will know what time the podcast is supposed to start. I didn't know where the hell you were going with that, to be honest. I was like, what the f-? Maybe I'm- that should be a New Year's resolution, TJ being on time. It's going to have to be baby step one, Grumpy. Maybe. Slowly but surely. I technically was early for when we usually start today. I was late for what I told you. Drew L saying, yo, what's up? What's up, Drew L? Who realm? What is up, Drew? We got Matthew S. They're saying, what? I know, shocked that we were going early. Frank K. saying, so much excitement, so much of the excitement of this season has been destroyed due to various reasons. 
Bettman has dropped the ball. I'm expecting the Islanders' trip to Canada to be postponed. There were supposedly rumors of the league bringing back last year's system of teams playing within the division only for the rest of the year. It's out of control. I was about to say, I wonder if the, depending on what happens again, you know, it's a very fluid situation there. I, I had been reading online that, Oh, maybe this is a good opportunity. We could just go ahead and, and have the United States team play United States teams and Canadian teams can go back to playing Canadian teams again. I enjoyed last year. I did. I loved playing the old rivals uh, eight times a year. I thought it was great and whatever it would be. I'm all for that. I think it, you get a hatred up with these other teams and then you don't know what you have going into the playoffs. I knew we weren't beating Tampa, um, but you know, we showed well in our division and maybe we'd actually have a shot of making the playoffs. Hold on. You think that we would make the playoffs on our division? We're dead last in the division. Yeah, I'm, they're not doing it now. I'm just saying I like that. I like that system last year when they did that. I'm just saying you said it. Maybe would we would have made the playoffs or could make the playoffs. I, I think yeah, our like division is next year. Maybe next year, not this year. I think our division is stout. And again, we talked about when would teams start falling off before all this. And again, it'll be interesting to see what teams are able to regain momentum and how they start off after having this 10, sometimes, you know, 12 or 13 game hiatus and break, how they're able to restart their engines in that capacity. But I mean, Washington, I was really expecting them, you know, when is Alexander Ovechkin going to finally fall off the cliff? Well, looks like he's heading for one of the best seasons he's ever had. Grumpy old man, a fantastic year. Maybe he might be winning the MVP. Maybe he might be winning the Hart Trophy. I tell you, the guy's been outstanding this year. You talk about Sidney Crosby, went back and healthy. The Pittsburgh Penguins have been cruising. You've got the Carolina Hurricanes, who I was like, how could they possibly take a step forward after losing to Delkovich and Dougie Hamilton? You were you were in on a Delkovich. That was you. That was you all the way. Not me. I'm paint. I'm painting the picture, Grumpy. Right. And so when I paint the picture, usually then you say, well, this is why that happened and that happened, Grump. So, yeah, I, I yeah. wasn't on the Velkovich. That's correct. Yeah. Here's the thing. When you look at guys like Crosby and Ovechkin, well, gosh, grumpy old man, they're in their 30s. Oh, they're late 30s. How come they're so good? Because they're supremely talented. OK. Our guys who are in their 30s are not. OK. Guys who are really, really talented can last longer. You're Patrice Bergeron's. You're Ovechkin's. Your Crosby's, your Malkins, your Latangs, not Ham and Eggers like Bailey, Lee, Palmieri. They're just, you know, average players. They don't get better as they get older. And for Carolina, they just know what they're doing down there. I'm telling you, they don't make a wrong. They, they, when was the last time they had a misstep with that team? Think, think about this going into the season, the Carolina Hurricanes, right? They lost Dougie Hamilton. They lost on Delkovich, who posted great numbers. Yeah, you're right. I'm still big on the Delkovich. That's all I'm going to say, Grump. Could you believe it that they said we're going to take a, a gamble and roll the dice on 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 uh, on Tony D'Angelo? Right? They brought in Ethan Bear and they brought in a whole bunch of defensive options, and they were just they're going in with the approach of hey, we can make this work, right? We're losing, you know, the best defenseman on our team, arguably a top ten, top five defenseman in the NHL, and Dougie Hamilton, and man, oh man, Tony D'Angelo finds second life with the Carolina Hurricanes. I, I tell you, whatever, it, it just seems no matter what they do in the offseason, they just make it work. They are ex they run extremely well. They're really well coached. You know how much I hate that big, big basket Brindamore, but he's a really freaking good coach. Freddie Anderson, 
you know what? He was injured last year with Toronto, but he's always been pretty good for he's always been pretty good for Toronto. He was injured last year. How else is Jack Campbell playing over him? Because Jack Campbell is still putting up good numbers. Don't Jack keep him coming at my boy Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell sucks. Him and Nedeljkovich. You know, you, I mean, you're just like the you really like to trumpet second tier goalies. Not me. Look at I Jack Campbell's numbers. That's all I'm going to say. Anderson has had a bounce back year this year. Uh, I want and, you. Go ahead. But Tony D'Angelo is the biggest example of a guy who had worn out his welcome with the Rangers, going to a smaller market and just keeping his nose clean. He's been outstanding for them at a, at a fraction of the cost. You want to talk about Frederick Anderson? Oh, yeah, he's been pretty good. He was pretty good with the, the Maple Leafs. His bull banged up last year, but you know he, he's, he was finding a way to bounce back. This is a career season. For Frederick Anderson. I want you to think about this. The guy had never recorded a save percentage above nine or 0.92 ever in his NHL career, besides his rookie season where he only played 28 games in 2013, 2014. The guy's save percentage is a 930. Again, I don't think it's going to continue for the whole season, but he's got a 930 save percentage and a 193 goals against average. The guy's putting up career stats, grumpy old man. Was I expecting him at the age of 32 to have some sort of unbelievable season where he's going to post career numbers? No. Okay, here's the thing. He's playing in a different system. Toronto hasn't played any defense for how many years? They're starting to this year. That's why that, that reason that that hack Campbell is looking as good as he's look, looking this year because he's their defense is their team defense is much better. So, I mean, and Freddie Anderson was a good pickup for them. I mean, I thought they should have picked up somebody as well as him, but I had no problem with, uh, and I would have resigned Nadelkovich, but not as a full time starter because well, he melted in the playoffs. They picked up Ronta. As well, they picked yeah. up Ronta. So they, I mean, that's what they said. They said, "All right, we're going to lose Nedeljkovic. We'll give him away for a second round pick, a young netminder like that who played really well, had an outstanding season. We'll bring in two older goalies, and uh, we're hoping we're holding with it's going to work." I, Carolina keeps doing it, and I tell you, it makes my take look even shittier day by day as the Carolina Hurricanes play well. Nick D said, "TJ Grump." Merry holidays. Happy Christmas to you and your families. Hopefully you guys, um, hopefully you guys had a good Christmas. A fattening uh, Christmas with all the food, baked goods and lots of booze. Well, I'm going to say I definitely gained weight over the Christmas break. I won't say 10 pounds almost. Uh, uh, I'm starting cutting back. Uh oh, good gracious. Well, maybe not 10, but too much. Michael, I'm saying I got my Grumpy's Groupies T-shirt on right now, and it's a nice quality shirt, Grumpy. That's, look at that's the most important thing is that it's a quality shirt. Look at this, and that's what we always say. That's why it took us a little while to get everything done. Look at look at this shirt there, Michael yeah. M. Supporting yeah. the but Barry and the Vets. So yeah. when anybody gets their shirt, again, you can find the merchandise store in the link in the description below, or if you're on Facebook, you just click show more and it'll be on there for the merch store that's how you get all the shirts but when you guys get your shirts in take a picture send it to us we want to go ahead and show it here on the show michael m looking like one distinguished gentleman here for a certain grump yeah i mean looking good mm. and i'm seriously i'm glad that there's a quality merchandise that's that's all i that's all i ever cared about is that yes. you know you don't want to get sell, sell somebody something that's you know a piece of junk you know, that's made out of recycled seaweed or whatever the hell they make shirts out of now. Something that's, you know, good and you can wear for a long time. <laughs> you want to be wearing a shirt for the next 20 years, right, Grump? You want to be wearing this for your funeral? You want to be wearing this for the next 25 plus years? 
Me, I do. <laughs> Jewel said the Knicks look terrible. Only two and zero. Oh. Uh, only two and zero. Oh. We're four minutes into the game. Yeah, man, the Knicks are just—I don't know—it's doling. Jeff E said this season blows, and I'm not even getting mad at losses and not making the playoffs anymore. That's that's the point where we are, right? I'm not going to get mad. I've accepted, right? The season's over. We're not making the playoffs in all likelihood. And you know, people are saying keep hope, keep strong. I'll let them do that. I'm not going to come down and be downtrodden on their day. Believe what you'd like. I don't think it's. I don't think for if I'm going to Vegas, I'm betting on the Islanders not to make the playoffs. Um, I just like that. You know, we brought up the uh, five stages of death, and a lot of people are already at the acceptance stage. Five, um, no, grumpy. You said the five stages of death. You mean the five stages of grief? Grief. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Holy yeah. shit, man. Dude, I'll tell you, bro. But it has to no, no, but it, in, man. Yeah, whatever. Okay, usually it's when death comes, right? Your bargain, you know, whatever it is, all the five. But acceptance is the last one. So it's nice to see people are accepting it um, because we're not going anywhere this year. I just like maybe you and I both have some holiday brain going on, Grump, because you're over here making mistakes left and right. I'm misreading. First of all, I'm not making right. mistakes left and right. I make one mistake. You you can't even freaking read. You cannot even read. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. George P. said, Conway's Law. In every organization, there's one person that knows everything that's going on. The person needs to be found and fired. Yeah, I think that was uh, in response to us mentioning Kevin Kurtz at the top of the show. I was about to say, he, I, Again, I'll be interested to see more and more his style and his opinions, but I like the piece he just recently put out. What well, is seems rational? Crazy. Yeah, he seems very rational. Absolutely, he does. I'll tell you one thing too. Tell me that's not a huge step up over Art Staple. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, you know, you know, no, no ill will to Art, but you know, I, I would like a little bit of a chance. And here's the thing: Art occasionally went against the grain every once in a while, but not all that often. Yeah, that's no. when you cover a team for so long you kind of get a little bit into this form of general malaise. But, I mean, like when you're new like this, I feel like that's good. Um, they probably won't take any of his questions at press conferences. Well, he works for The Athletic. They're going to take any damn question he asks. Uh, Matthew S. saying, and of course, the whole second line is on protocol, and we have to see Bailey and Palmieri on the top six. I make sure that Bellows was right up there. He'd be playing on the first line for me. Mm -hmm. And then Shooters Buck Hockey said, let's be honest. We all know this season's a wash. Let's just see what happens. Um, but I know they don't have it in them to make the playoffs. Lou better get some damn offense. That's the biggest, that is the biggest point of contention this offseason. We got to bloister offense, whether that means moving away an older piece that's in the top six, if we could. I mean, like I think it's I think it's a fantasy thinking that we could get rid of Josh Bailey. At this point, I think you have to give up assets to get rid of him. Even though his contract is very manageable, I just think his lack of production and lack of play on the ice makes him essentially immovable at this time period. But the whole thing is, with all the long-term contracts that we have guys signed to, you're going to have to move one of those pieces to add somebody. We have, we have cap space. I'm just saying to open up spots and opportunities. Yeah, you're going to have to. Okay. Look at the guys who are there. Barzell, Lee, Palmieri, Nelson, uh, Pajot, 
who are the other guys? Bavillier, Wallstrom. Those are your top six, right? I mean, because you wouldn't say the Wallstrom is going to be a top six. One of those guys has to go to get a top six forward. Palmieri, Palmieri's been playing third line occasionally. When all is healthy, Palmieri, think about this. Palmieri's probably going to be a third line guy. You're paying your center five, what, five million? <laughs> your third line center, what, five some odd million? And your third line right winger in an ideal scenario, five million as well. It's, it's freaking nuts. Well, what about Bailey? I mean, he makes $5 million. He's a third-line player. You're going to have to move somebody who is not on a long-term deal to move somebody in. It's just There's just too many guys on long-term deals. Going to have to move somebody out. Hmm. Um, George P. said, if all the other teams in the NHL disappeared, uh, then the Islanders were built to win the Cup this year. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want to hear any of the woe is me stuff because every team's going through it. Every single team in the league's going through it. When I hear I'm those crying. when I hear those comments made by Barry, that shit drives me nuts. It absolutely drives me nuts. I like I don't want to hear excuses. Fans and people who devote a large portion of their time to this team, to the organization, and for ye over years, they do not want to hear excuses as to why. Oh well, we never really even got to what you know what the start of the season. We've had so many different starts and stops. I'm not even sure you know where this is. Oh, we start off on such a long road trip. I don't want to hear excuses. I'd rather you lie to us and say, "Oh man, we're right on the mend." You know, we've got a few. I'd rather somebody say we've got a few bounces going wrong than complain about every freaking thing under the sun. And again, I don't like either of those items. But if I had to pick. You know, the lesser of two evils. I'd rather somebody lie and just say, oh, the bounces aren't going our way. We need some puck luck. We need to do this. We need to do that. I do not want to hear freaking excuses. It's the same thing except to a more a more uh, critical degree, in my opinion. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, if you're a guy who's always making excuses, covering for your players, that's one thing. But when you, uh, you know, you pride yourself on there's no excuses. We need to be better. Well, and then you start making excuses. I'm sorry. It does, that just doesn't fly with me. He's just be honest. Says, you know what? I've done a crappy job coaching this team with uh, Pam and Eggers. Lou Lamarell did a shitty job reloading this team. And we're stuck with what we got. Wait, he's not done a shitty job of coaching these individuals. He's done a fantastic job coaching these individuals. He has done a shitty job of putting the players on the ice and putting the lineups out there. That is where Barry Trotz has struggled for us. And it's really been the, the biggest point I've ever ever had any complaints with Barry Trotz on or who he puts out there and who he allots ice time to. I think he's a fantastic coach, fantastic coach. I think the system could be a little bit of a drag, and when you don't win games, it just makes it even more unbearable to watch. Okay, then he should come out and say, my absolute mismanagement of the assets and refusal to play younger players is really costing us now. I should be fired. Maybe <laughs> you should come out and say that. Like, uh, what, like that general manager from uh, Winnipeg? Now, or once a head coach from Winnipeg, it's not, it's not happening, Grump. And he should. He's done a fantastic job coaching. I just wish occasionally he would give some of the younger guys a little bit more ice time. That's part of being a coach. So he has not been fantastic. He's been fantastic in many areas of coaching. One area I think needs improvement, right? They're going through the, the letter card, Barry Trotz, getting the most out of players. A plus, Barry Trotz, making sure everybody's bought in. A plus Barry Trotz having veteran leadership and having experience and not being too overreactive. A plus Barry Trotz sending a lineup out there 
that maximizes the talent you have in the organization. Z minus. F minus. <laughs> so, you know, he does a lot of things really well. That's just one where I think he can use room for improvement on. That's all. Um, he's never going to improve. Cannot teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> Scott Ellis. teach an old armadillo new tricks. So, TJ, you're throwing in the towel and not going to wait another 10 games to see where we are like you have been doing. No, Scott L, not wait another 10 games. Um, it's just not happening. Sorry. I know I've been pushing it off and off and off. And the funny thing is, Kurtz also brought up that the, uh, hey, we need 94 points in order to probably make the playoffs. And he brought down, he broke down the equation. It was like 33 wins, 17 losses in regulation, and six overtime losses. And I thought to myself, hey, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> and some people need to see it like that. I know we did our countdown about 10, 15 games ago about what the what our what our remaining games would have to look like in order to make the playoffs. Yeah, it just looks even worse now than it did prior. We're just not a very good team this year. Just just accept it and move on. Let's get better. But there are going to be positives that we're going to be focusing in on, right? We're going to be focusing in on Dobson. I want to see the improvement he's got this year. I want to see the improvement and what we can see out of Robin Sallow. I want to see that. I want to see what we have in the mix with Oliver Wallstrom on a top six role if he's given the ice time. He needs to be. I want to see what we've got in Kiefer Bellows. There are exciting pieces we'll be watching this year because, again, I think Oddly enough, this could be one of those quick one-year pit stops and we're able to retool and get back in the playoff contention and get back in the Stanley Cup contention. Yeah, I just disagree with that. Okay, Vinny Smith, so again, there has to be changes made. I'm not saying there's not, though. I'm not like I'm oblivious or completely neglecting the, the struggles that we have. Vinny Smith saying, we'll just pick up a few more older players in the offseason. I that I could see. Uh, John Smith saying we're not making the playoffs. We still have not beaten any any good teams. Yeah, we beat Winnipeg and Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott L saying, do you think they should cancel the rest of the season because of COVID and playing it day by day? Uh, no. It's all about the money. Nope, they should not cancel the season because of COVID. Nope, absolutely not. I was about to say, now this one, again, like it's they're not going to, and here's the thing, COVID, think about this. COVID could be worse than when it originally came out. Let's say twice as bad. They would still, they would put it on hold. There is no damn way in hell they would ever cancel the season. They'd pick up exactly where they left off as soon as humanly possible because all they see is dollars and money and cents. That's all they see. They are never going to cancel, never cancel a season. No, not happening. Uh, and you look at that, like how much, you know. Ugh, that, and it's not as, it's not as serious as it was before. The health ramifications are not as serious as it was before. Yep, and people being vaccinated helps prevent morbidity and other things of that nature, which also helps. So, but no, they're they're not going to cancel the season. They only see the dollar sign. They're not canceling that. Um, the NFL. Look at the NFL. Half the league is out with damn COVID. Cost me a championship in the fan in the fantasy football league this year. Cost me money. Actually, cost me money. Those sons of bitches go and change their damn uh, protocols this week, and all of a sudden. Everybody who I couldn't have had, who I didn't have last week, would have been eligible this week. Cost me, cost me money. Well, you think think about think about the NFL, right? The NHL put things on pause. They said, "Let's wait and see what happens." Right? We we've got positive cases. We want to wait and see what happens. The NFL has fifteen. Think about it. The NFL roster fifty three rounds, fifteen, twenty people. Hey, 
Keep on chugging along. There's no pause in this season. We're not even taking a break for a week. Keep chugging on. We've got way too many primetime games and items scheduled for big money. We're not putting any pause on anything at all, even though we've got some teams with 10-plus players, a 20% of their roster on COVID protocol. Keep it going. The Rams had 25 guys on COVID. On a 53-man roster. That is half your freaking roster. They said, we're delaying the game until Tuesday. But here's the thing: they care, right? They care so much about the players, right? Care about the players, supposedly, right? So you're going to play Tuesday and then Sunday. Do you know how much TJ? You could tell them what's the damage that you have playing a Tuesday. I mean, think about it: Tuesday and then Sunday. How many days off did you even get? It's why it's why Matthew Stafford and the Rams didn't look oh so great in their Sunday game recently. Uh, I, I tell you, think about it, right? Half or essentially half of their team on COVID protocol. And they said, to fix this, to show you that we care about you, we're not going to delay the game. We're not going to postpone the game. Instead, because we've already got all the buys taken care of, right? We couldn't just, uh, you know, relocate the buy like we did last year. We're just going to move the game back two days. We're going to move it from Sunday to Tuesday evening. Yeah, no, they, they didn't get a lot of a break on <laughs> from the Tuesday to Sunday game. But I, I tell you that, you know, this just to show you how much the NFL doesn't give two shits about any of the players or anybody at all. They just see how can our bottom line be as much as we can? How can we get paid as much as we can? That's all that's, the NFL sees. That's right. That's all they care about is the money. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least, you know, but they should just be honest about it. Well, what about COVID? They don't give a shit about that. We could care less about our players. We got to make sure our pockets are aligned with green. That's all we care about. What do you think that would do for the PR and the look of the NFL? You think that nothing. would be negative or positive? No, nothing. stop. It would negatively Absolutely affect. nothing. I would applaud it. At least they're uh, being honest because uh, everything else is a lie. Everything else is a lie. Like they care about mothers with, with breast cancer. They could give two shits about that too. They could care less about anything. Black Lives Matter, you think they care about that? They do not. They got a little blowback. Okay, now we care about it. They don't even talk about it anymore. I mean, they don't. All they care about is they're making sure they get paid. That's all they care about. Mm. Yeah, that's all they Daniel care. Snyder, the shit he was doing. What happened with there? Nothing. They just covered it up. Sweep this okay. one under the rug. Don't pay time. Hey, yeah, we're, we're going to bury Sean Taylor. We're going to retire Sean Taylor's number, guys. Look over here. We're retiring Sean Taylor. It took us over 10 years to do so, but don't look at that. Don't look at what's happening underneath the rug. Don't look at all these emails and everything bad happened. Forget about that. We're retiring Sean Taylor's number. Woohoo! 630,000 emails, whatever they were. The only ones you found were a couple from John Gruden from 10 years ago, and you're going to crucify him and they get off the hook? Yeah, okay. They I say, believe that. I believe say, that. We we've got a lot of bad things in these emails. We need to put it on one person. Ding ding ding. Let's hammer John Gruden because we also don't want to have additional people get thrown under this. I really wish they would. I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of having you know uh, intervention like government intervention to say you've got to show us this. But out of pure curiosity, I want to see what else is being passed around because I can only imagine if John Gruden sending stuff like that. Who else is sending items that are you know off the cuff? Okay. But, Let's talk about this on the TJ and the Grumpy Man. Yeah, I don't okay. want to get too distracted on this, Grump, because okay. we got to stay on schedule because we've got the Oklahoma-Oregon game. So I'm sorry. You, may, you guys got a little bit of a taste of what the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast is like. It's just riffing, and it's all talking about crazy stuff that we see. I hope, uh, we, get some, I hope we get some uh, bowl fights. No, we don't. I don't want any bullfights, Grumpy. Um, Matthew S. saying Bailey and Palmieri cannot both be on this team next year. Neither one of them should be on the team next year. 
Palmieri will be here next year. Maybe Bailey will be gone, but I think that's all just wishful thinking. If somebody offered your first round pick for Kyle Palmieri, would you take it? <sighs> yes, but nobody okay. would do that. That's why you put guys, you put everybody on the market and just see what you get. There's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, everybody's available in trade. And then, you know, if they don't make you a good enough deal, you just move on. Think about what we gave up. Think about what we gave up for Kyle Palmieri. A first round pick. And we gave up, what, a third to include Travis A.J. And a fourth fourth to include Travis J.J. And two prospects. And we gave up, oh, two prospects as well. Yeah, there weren't much of anything. That being said, all right, do you think if we tried to trade Kyle Palmieri in the open market, anybody would pay a first round pick for him at the trade deadline? The answer to that question is no. That's no, how you, we, you that's how you know you overpaid. Only we were dumb enough to do that. I was about to say nobody would be dumb enough to do that again after they've seen the lack of production in this system. He scored uh, what three how many goals does he have for us this year? Is it one? One goal. So he scored three goals in the regular season for us in a, almost a full year. Okay. That's product, that's that's production for you. People say, "Oh, well, the playoffs, Grump. The playoffs." Let's I don't give, playoffs. Like I said, scored against a broken, a broken ass goalie, no hip goalie, and then the invisible man they had in there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Tristan Jari, and then Tuka Rask for the torn hip labrum. Yeah, but think about this: in his uh, fifty-two, or I'm sorry, in his forty-two uh, games in the regular season for the Islanders, he's got three goals, playing a top six role most times, and playing on the power play. Yikes! Means he's not good enough. Yeah. George P said, Jesus Christ, list out the general managers that would be dumb enough to take the old, slow, and overpaid veterans that uh, we have. Uh, we have Sorelli uh, and Snow uh, are long gone. Lou Lamarillo. Oh, he's our GM, though. So maybe not. <laughs> uh, Frank K said, It is the offseason. It's become a matter of are they going to play? Uh, what's been hard to get into any sport because nobody knows what's going on at the next minute. Too much politics has crept into sports. True. 100% true. I think they're going to play. Just when will they play? Trust me, they do not want to have the money hit in their pocket. Barry came out and said, well, I don't foresee us having any more. You know, it's just going to be what it's going to be, and we're going to have to adapt. We'll be ready to play. I don't see us canceling any more games. Well, they did. They canceled the game for you because Lou bitched about it earlier in the year, you know, by not complaining about it. We don't want to complain about that. No one even asked you that question, Lou, but you're volunteering an answer. And all of a sudden they get another game canceled. I mean, I'm not familiar at all with the comment you're talking about, so I cannot defend nor provide context to it. I do know you can be a little hyperbolic sometimes when you say that, and you could kind of go ahead and juxtapose juxtapose your opinion on what somebody said like that, Grumpy. I don't think that was a direct quote from Lou. No, no, not from Lou Lamarillo. He was complaining earlier this year by not complaining. Oh, I don't want to complain about that. Well, you're doing it. No one asked you about it. You just volunteered that information. But Trotz came out yesterday and said, well, you know, I don't foresee them canceling any more games. We're just going to play with what we have. And then they get the next game canceled. Yeah. Okay. Lou just said, hey, what's going on? We got another guy with COVID. Cancel the game. We're going to be blown by, Grumpy. I don't think that happened. I think that you might be being a little absolutely happened. Okay, Scott Ellis said, the only way Palmieri will get better is if Lou lets him grow out his beard in the regular season. So Palmieri will never get better. Uh, unless Lou Morello is gone. Uh, Matthew S. says, it drives me crazy. I hated that Kyle Palmieri deal. Now, Palmieri has only one more goal than Ryan Reeves. That's really bad. Yeah, 
Well, what can I tell you? He sucks. Frank K. saying Paul Mary was a good player in Jersey. Yeah, he had good play. Every even shitty teams have guys who score goals, like Marius Tchaikovsky. You know what? He was good for us when he played here. We were really, really bad, and he was our leading goal scorer, our leading point getter for a couple of years. But he was not a great player. Matthew S. saying, I didn't want him because now we might not get Johnny Goudreau or Philip Forsberg this offseason. They're, they're never coming here anyway, Matthew. They're never coming here. Unless never. Forsberg has a connection and loves Never. Never freaking maybe, ever. Maybe never. Philip Forsberg, when he broke into the league that rookie year, maybe Barry Trotz let him travel and sleep in the same room when they were on road trips and they developed like a father and son relationship because Philip Forsberg's father walked out on him to get a, 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 a gallon of milk when he was young and he needed a father figure and Barry's, Barry's his father figure. I, I Again, I'm making everything up, but I... I, I Unless he loves Barry Trotz, I'm not sure he's coming here. People will say, oh, we can pay a lot. Well, do you really want to overpay a guy $1, 2000000 million more than what the market is? Ideally not. Why? We do that every year. Anders Lee, Kyle Palmieri. Anders Lee was getting offered a comparable deal by Montreal. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're not worth it. Goodbye. Mm. Your game's not going to age well, and it hasn't. No. Jewel says, I hope Barry continues to play Bellos. I was at the Vegas game and he killed it. Hey, Bellos is looking good. Do you remember everybody was saying, hey, we're announcing time of death on his career. Kiefer Bellos is over. Remember what, you know, remember what the level-headed TJ and Grumpy Old Man say? Yeah, he didn't play a good game. There's no doubt about it. That being said, it's one game. <laughs> and he's never been given a legitimate shot. One I, game I, here and there or two games in a row is not a legitimate shot. You need to give these guys, give these guys 30 for the rest of the year, this way you know for a fact. You keep after on shaking your head no. After the trade deadline, I'm fine with it. Yeah, right? fine with here's it the now. thing. I want to try to get some sort of assets back in return. If you just said Zach Parise and freaking Zanino Charo on the bench and say you're never playing again, I mean, I'm fine with them running a little bit of a rotation and maybe if they can move a guy like Parise and maybe they can move a guy like Charo. I just cannot believe. Again, we did go ahead and purchase Braden Colburn at the trade deadline, so maybe somebody might want Chara, as odd as that might sound, as like a seventh defenseman, but or like a you know bottom six guy playing maybe like 14, 15 minutes a night. Think about how crazy it is. We play him about we play Zidane Chara about 18, 19 minutes a night. I'm going to argue that uh, the more we play him, the less their value is. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say because then people get to see how bad they are, continually bad. <laughs> So I'd say don't play them and just try to move them anytime you want. Mario says add Parise and uh, Char to that list. I'd even go as far as saying that they're going to keep, they're going to re-sign Cal Clarbuck as well. I mean, they need to keep the best fourth line in hockey together. That whole line sucks right now. Okay, Cal Clutterbuck has looked okay. I think he's looked good this season. I think he's had a little bit of a bounce back year. I th I've actually been impressed with Cal Clutterbuck. Not like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm not saying he's the best fourth liner in hockey. I'm just saying I, I thought he's played well so far this year. Yeah, but I think Casey Zekas has been totally underwhelming. And yes. that contract, which I told you was going to be bad from the get-go, just gets worse every day. He's only under contract for five more years as a fourth-line center. You're going to be 36 years old when his contract expires. You got the formerly the $6 million man, now with depreciation, the $4.5 million man rotting away on the bench because he can't do it anymore either. I mean, everything that they've done so far has been uh, self-inflicted gunshot wounds by Lou Lamarillo. Every single thing he's done. 
continue to ride the same old guys who've never won anything. Never have they freaking won anything as a team. Nothing. Or even individually for that honor. Nothing. But he just keeps on throwing good money after bad. Uh, George P said, and ask these cool, those Kool-Aiders, which general manager is going to take these old, slow and overpaid veterans in the trade? Jesus, Islanders Kool-Aid truly does destroy brain cells. Um, you got Matthew S saying, I think Clutter and Char retire after this season. I think Char retires after the season. I think Andy Green retires after the season. Uh, Clutterbuck, he might retire. Can we get Anders Lee to retire and Josh Bailey? And Kyle Palmieri and guys like that who are more continuous drains on our salary cap every year. Because it has to be due to injury, though. So they so, could, like, whatever, like, not like a serious injury, but they just retire because, hey, I've had a bad ingrown toe and it's never going to get better. And I, I just can't deal with the pain. Something that's not going to be crucially bad, but something where you can write off the contract. Lou needs, Lou needs to not be involved in contract negotiations anymore because he keeps on pissing away long-term on guys in their 30s. It's just so stupid. It's the stupidest thing he does, honestly. It's the dumbest thing he's ever done as a GM, and he does it over and over and over again. What type of moronic signings were good you Okay, the Pelican-Pulak deals were good deals. Those are good deals. Don't, okay, he's had bad, he's had some real bad signings. He has. They're not in their 30s. That's why they're good deals. They're not in their 30s. I'm just saying he's had a few. He's had good deals. He's had some bad deals, but he's also had some good re-signings mixed in there as well. Okay, let's see how I'm those. Just saying, deals let's be let's be honest. He's had let's some good ones. He's had some bad out in the long run. Let's Frank see K. Okay, deals. they're they're going to work out in the long run. Frank oh, K. Says, okay. Oh, because TJ says so. Okay, I'm going to wait and see. I'll do you think less than six million six million per year for both uh, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak is not comparable to what we've seen via their play as of recent? Uh I don't think that Pulak has played up to that contract. Frank K says Bailey needs to sit in the press box. This is the worst he's ever been. And you know, that's saying a lot because he sucked forever. Shooters puck hockey says, why do the Rangers get to play tonight? Shaking my head. I hate this team. The Islanders are terribly boring to watch. Can't wait to be golfing while the Rangers make a deep playoff run. Ah, the Rangers have holes. I know they're winning games. The Rangers are better than us this year, but the Rangers have holes. Yeah, but whose future would you rather have? The we Rangers. talked about this. And they've got the they've got they also added a legitimate coach, which is helping them up there. Uh yeah. if this team is in desperate need of a goalie. You can fleece. If a team is in desperate need of goal, you can fleece them there. Um, the Islanders could be bad for the next four to five. I just don't see that as possible. Really? Yes. I really. do. I do. You have no one in the minor leagues ready to step up. No one wants to come here and play. Our biggest name free agent in the history of free agency, Andrew freaking Ladd. In the history of free agency, Andrew Ladd was the biggest signing from another team. And we re-signed him. But the, the biggest name that we've had from Mr. Outside Hire has been Andrew Ladd. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the guys we re-signed. I mean, those were bad deals, too. You kept saying Anders Lee was the biggest name. You meant to say Andrew oh, Ladd then. Yeah. and what's, what's Holy, the difference? Shit, Andrew Holy shit, Grub. Holy shit, Grub. You said got before, a holiday brain going on. Anders Lee is Andrew Ladd 2.0. I said that the day they signed him. He's going to be and, and he's gonna be Andrew Ladd 2.0. I even said, look, they got the same initials and everything. You remember that? Mario said, yeah, I do remember that. Um, yeah, they're not going to sign. Forsberg, as well as Goudreau, are not going to sign. They're all offense and no defense. They're useless for Barry Trotz. I saw 
uh, Patrick Elias was doing something on the Spit and Chicklets show. And he talked about how he and uh, Patrick Bur Pat Burns got into a big fight where he'd been playing under uh, Larry Robinson for years, putting up 90 some odd points a year. And all of a sudden Burns comes in and, uh, you know, this is certainly defensive structure. And he was only like on pace for maybe 55 points. And he was pissed. He's like, you know, you want to play for a team where you're putting up, you know, if you're a goal scorer or putting up points, you want to play for a team like that. And it made me think about the Islanders. Who would want to come to the Islanders if a guy's averaging a point a game and come here and maybe you're going to average a point every two games? Who's going to want to do that when you go somewhere else? Yep. I'm going to comment for you to pop up, Grump. I'm going to let you read it. And I'll be uh, right there. Okay. Where is the parade and trophy for the we made the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row? My God. Kool-Aid just damages reality. The fact we made the Eastern Conference Final in shortened seasons means what? Nothing. It means nothing. And that's something, George, that we've talked about on here ad nauseum on this podcast, is we benefited from COVID both years. The fact is, the first year, we wouldn't even have made the playoffs. So maybe that would have sped up uh, the turning over the guard. The second year, we played on the shortened season. And if it went any, if we went on any further, we probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. And if it was only the other four teams were just so miserable, but as you've seen, we've started off pretty good and then tailed off at the end of the season. Why? Because we're an older team playing a grinding style. So those things are never going to change. And now we're seeing it this year. We came out miserable out of the gate and things are just going to get worse. We haven't even played the good teams in our division yet. We're six teams back from a potential playoff spot. We're third worst team in the in the conference. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how anyone can say that we're going to be a success and have a shot at the playoffs this year. It's just mind boggling. But that's what I've been saying. We've never won anything with this group, ever. We've never won a division title. We've never won a conference championship. We've never even sniffed the Stanley Cup. Stop. Okay. We okay. We have come close to sniffing. We got a waft of the Stanley Cup in the Eastern Conference Finals. But yeah, we sniffed Tampa Bay's balls as they skated past us. That's as close as we got. <laughs> we got a waft of it nonetheless. That being said, we're going to go rapid fire on comments because we do have the Oklahoma Oregon game coming up, Bumpy. Which um, I suggest everyone listen to. Yes, you can find that in the link in the description below. It's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Make sure, again, if you're on Facebook, YouTube, uh, make sure you check out TJ and the Grumpy Old Man on YouTube. And again, link in the description below. Scott L said, Grump, your favorite player, Casper Holmstrom, was called up to the Islanders and on the taxi squad. Uh, Brian P saying, what's up, fellas? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Brian P. Grumpy, what is Brian P a part of? Part of Isles Misery Radar. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Doug R. said, uh, it may be time to consider trading Barzal if they feel that Ratu can come in and replace him. I have a feeling Matt Barzal will sign elsewhere if he hits free agent market. Yeah, I'm a big believer that if you don't get him re-signed this offseason, you move him. You don't want to go into the same situation they had with Tavares. Don't want to have that happen. Mario saying, why would you want why would Barzal want to stay here and continue to have his offensive skills shackled by trots? He wouldn't. I could see that being if you're winning trouble. If, if you're winning, maybe. But if you're losing, absolutely not. Yep. If you're winning games and you're competing for cups year in and year out like we have in the past, I could certainly see that being an easy selling point. If let's say this year we struggle and next year we struggle. I could see him saying, absolutely not. I'm out of here unless there's a change. 
Uh, Chase H saying, uh, I was supposed to go to the Islanders Red Wings game tonight. Well, I'm always one that believes in silver linings. So, Chase, you saved yourself some money and some aggravation because we would have lost to the Red Wings. Brian B saying, go back to bed, TJ. Oh, no. I don't know what I'm going back to bed to, but, hey, I could always go for a nap. Uh, Matthew S. saying, good centers are very hard to find. Pajot is a third-line center. True. Window isn't open at all. Died on June 26th. Okay, that's what it is. Uh, Brandon Gaines saying, nah, you don't move Nelson. He's all-purpose. Great. Uh, great on the dot. Actually shoots the puck. Doesn't get uh, doesn't get the same Parise. Uh, doesn't get the same Parise as Barzal uh, or pay as Barzal because he's less dynamic. Lack of offense, defense on the team is actually primarily on trots. I think we overrate the players on this team. Mm. I'm not saying he's a poor player. He certainly benefited more than anyone from Barry Trotz. But if somebody offered me two first-round picks for Brock Nelson, he's gone. Coach Tommy B saying, happy holidays, TJ and Grumpy Old Man. Happy holidays, Coach Tommy B. Look at that. Ooh, man, to be on a beach somewhere drinking. Um, Brian B said, TJ, it's over. Time to rebuild. I'm in the retool category. A little less than the rebuild. Grumpy's always been in the rebuild strategy. I've been, let's retool. All you do is prolong the full rebuild. That's all you're doing. George P said, TJ, you're on Islanders Kool-Aid overdose right now. Seriously, you have to go back and listen to yourself. I guess I will. I, I, fair enough. I don't think I'm Islanders Kool-Aid overdose or anything like that. I, I think that retooling, you're going to lose older players. If you maybe move one of the additional, if you can move Josh Bailey and bring in a top six guy and you can find a defensive replacement and let Salo play, I think you're much more competitive than others would think. That's all. Um, Mario said, I wouldn't hold my breath hoping that Lou Lamarillo got two first rounds for Nelson. Two seconds for Taves is all I need to say to prove my point. It's a good point. Yeah, well, here's the thing. He probably, if he was if he was another GM looking to trade for Brock, Brock Nelson, he might give four firsts for him. Brandon, Brandon Gaines saying, lack of utilizing Sallow and Bellows, who won me over this year, and Wallstrom is all on all on trots. Uh, contracts and terms don't justify playing time. Trots has an over-attachment to the vets, and as a result, you fire the coach. Whoa! Again, we're getting more fire trotses. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm just, all I'm going to say to that is uh, the long conversation has to be had with Barry Trotz at the end of this year. Yep. And say, or even in season, if we fall out totally out of the playoff race, we want to play the young guys. Are you okay with that? If you're not, that's fine. Time to move on. Frank A saying, rest in peace, June 26, 2021, to any chances regime has of winning a cup. It's over. Oh, man. Uh, John Smith said, defense is not the priority, in my opinion. Pellick, Sallow, Ajo, and uh, Pulak, Dobson, Mayfield is a workable defenseman. Defense, we desperately need goal scorers. But then he has to change the way he plays. If you're going to have puck, uh, quick puck-moving defensemen back there, because Mayfield, Mayfield's another guy who I'd move at deadline. But if you're going to have some puck-moving defensemen, you're going to have to have some more scoring from your forward group. Doug R. saying, we had our shot to win a cup with Barry. Scores are not going to want to sign here with a defense-heavy coach team. True. George P. said, TJ, you do realize that we're the bad news bears. If the bad news bears were a movie and uh, doesn't happen and, and doesn't no, happen. No, no, no. TJ, you do realize that bad news bears is a movie and doesn't happen in real life. 
I actually watched Bad News Bears not too long ago. That's I watched a great, movie. great yeah. movie. Great, great, great movie. Oof. Matthew S. I just bought a ticket for tomorrow. Brandon Gaines saying, Why the heck would you do that? I'm about to say, I feel bad. I feel bad for the people who bought season tickets this year. Holy crap. Those are the people, the fans are the people I feel the worst for. Um, and uh, Frank K said, uh, As long as Lou allows my flowing locks to stay retired, I'm old enough, though to come back and play for the Islanders. Drew L saying, if you put up points, you're going to get paid. Makes sense and hindsight, uh, but you also have to get the players for the right value. And that's our biggest flaw right now with the bad contracts. True. Mm -hmm. Brian J said, if I got a ticket for free, I still wouldn't go. <laughs> I like uh, Mr. B saying, move every player 29 and older. Yeah. Anybody in their 30s is available as far as I'm concerned. Can you imagine coming in the first year uh, when you have to put uh, the bill out for next season's tickets? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, think about that. It's, it's not going to be good. Ty B saying, I bet grumpy old man would look great in a Simon Holmstrom jersey. Yeah, probably. What's, what's his number? Zero? No. Oh. Dave F saying, welcome back, fellas. I know we aren't good right now, but man, did I miss some Islanders hockey. I missed hockey too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I wanted to put on that uh, Rangers-Florida game today. But um, that might be fun to watch. Two to one, uh, Rangers over Florida in the second period right now. Jersey's ooh. up. Jerry's jersey's tied with Buffalo 2-2. Two -two. Nashville and Washington 3-3 three -three in the second. Uh, St. Louis beating Edmonton, one nothing in the first. Just keep keep people informed. Cool. Brian J saying, watch Holmstrom be a first line winger because Lou Lamarillo drafted him. That'll burn my ass. You think I'm hard on on Casper now? Just wait. Brian J says Bellows has played well. Uh, even Barry admitted that he's earning more playing time. The guy should be a regular. Yeah, not going to happen. He has a he has he doesn't like him. Mm. Has to play him now. But if he had all the vets back, he wouldn't even see the light of day. Nicholas A. saying, uh, I think that the Islanders should get a great first-round pick and pick up uh, Yako Chikrin. Jacob Chikrin, the guy from uh, Arizona. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not about that. I, I think he's really, really good. And, I mean, like, unless, uh, I mean, like, what? Hold on, Chikrin, is he, he's a restricted free agent, no? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's what you'd have to give up for him is more than we have. He's he's yeah. a he's a high he was saying you trade away a first round pick for Jacob Chikrin, and I was like, no way in hell am I trading away picks. Okay, if you get first, if I think we're going to be hopefully with a good pick and bring it, I think Chikrin's a good player, but I, I you got to give you got to give something up for him. We got to win the lottery. Uh, Tommy B said Bellows has made big strides this year. Uh, still needs to cut down on the giveaways, but he's played well. Yeah, Tommy was talking shit about my boy Bellows, as I remember. And Everybody I said he was talking shit about Bellows, Phil's fact. Not me. Yeah, all of them. All of them. You want to know what? But what was I always saying? He's never been given a legit shot. Let him play, and he'll surprise you. Not where, oh, my gosh, you didn't skate a quarter inch to the right. Bench him for the rest of the period. Because the guy doesn't play. He's too busy thinking about making mistakes than playing his game. Let the kids play their game. Noah Dobson as well. Look at how much. Since Barry's had had to let him off the leash a little bit, look at how much improved he's been. 
Mm. Barry sucks more I think about it. Luar said, I understand the dump and chase, but uh, there's very few times it works with these players and we end up giving up the puck. A team like Tampa, it never works in my opinion. You want to know why dump and chase doesn't work? Because we're slow. But here's the thing. How many guys can actually carry puck in zone? One. So we're caught between a rock and a hard place. Tommy B saying the only honors who have not had it, Pulak, Pajot, Mayfield, Sorokin, and Varlamov. Could you imagine both our goalies go out and we've got to put in scare? That's coming. That's next. That's next. <laughs> I was going to say, it's only a matter of time before we see that. And Bo's had it twice. Mm. I, th- I thought he had a false positive. Okay. Jeff E says you can catch the same variant over and over. Plus, you can catch Omicron and catch Delta later. God almighty. Uh, Grumpy's right. You can catch the flu and catch it monthly. I didn't know you could catch the flu multiple times the same year. Yeah, you can. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's possible. Yeah. Okay. It's all how your body builds up antibodies to fight it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Tony G said, I know you guys miss me. Don't worry. I'm here, though. Tony G. I man. know that Tony is going to be watching the Oklahoma-Oregon game today. Absolutely with us. Scott L saying, TJ is hooked on phonics. I was about to say. No, he says, get hooked on phonics. He didn't say you are hooked on phonics. He said, get hooked on phonics. I was about to say, I was worried I might be having an aneurysm when I was reading that. Oh, my God. I just like how you blame me when you're just so inadequate. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Jeffy said, do you guys like each other? I can't tell if you do. Yeah, we do. It's just a fun back and forth riff, riff, riff. Oh, yeah. My God, we're just playing. I don't TJ Lawrence works for him. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Jay says, be curious to see Grumpy apply his harsh but accurate logic uh, to, to the political realm. Politics uh, suck you in. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. But uh, I'd be interested. Politics suck and so on to most politicians, but our, the, our democracy is currently blinking red. Do a one-off. Oh, boy, let me tell you something. You don't want me doing a political one. That's for sure. No. Uh-oh. I I try, I try not to talk politics on this show. Yeah, we don't We don't want to do that. Some yeah. people bore the hell out of you. That's not half half agree one way, half agree the other way. It, you know what? We talk islanders. <laughs> That's what we know. Um, well, we got half the people agreeing with me and half the people hating me there, too. So. I was about to say, half the people agree with me on Islanders, half the people. I never, I, but I never understand why people would talk politics on a show like this. Why would you want to alienate someone? It just makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jeff E said, No, I've got tickets to the Islanders Montreal game in April up there. They're hoping they're not canceled. Sal P saying, What's up, fellas? Hope you guys had a great holiday. I'm with Grumpy. I don't feel good about the team is currently constructed. Got to get younger and faster. Sal's looking good in that picture. That's a new picture for Sal, isn't it? I think, yeah, it is. Looks like oh, he's got Oh, do you see what it is, Grumpy? Take a look at that shirt. He's got he's got a Manny and the Jag oh, shirt on. Sal P, I love it. There it is, Grumpy. Sal it looks like his Christmas tree has blue lights on it. I, I, I'm going to guarantee that tree looks pretty cool. Maybe it's an Islander tree. That's not a tree, bro. I'm just saying the color that he has... Uh, you know, with that blue tint, maybe that's a Maddie in the Jag shirt, Grumpy. That, that is a good. One. I'm, I think I got a Maddie in the Jag shirt too. I love I it, Salpy. I love it. Uh, Tony B saying, Do all the junior players who traveled all over the world to Edmonton get refunds? Probably not. No, sorry, you made the trip. That sucks for them. Um, yeah, uh, and then here, Salpy TJ. Uh, Carolina has an amazingly talented squad. They're young, fast, skilled. 
Um, they also play a great defensive system. Any goalie they have just needs to be adequate, and they'll put up great numbers. It's just like our system. Made Grice and Leonard look like all-stars. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They know they are. I mean, they really know how to run a franchise in my neck of the woods, shall I say. Coach Tommy V said, Grumpy old man, what did TJ get you for Christmas? Nothing. <laughs> I got him. I think I got him. I got him a shirt or two. I got him a shirt. I think we just exchanged <laughs> shirts for the podcast or something. I think we just got him a shirt. So, um, but his, his items are coming, Grumpy. They're coming. They're coming in the mail. I promise you. Um, Ooh, Tommy saying Bailey to be traded to TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show at the season. That would be actually. I, I, that would be great. I'd love to have Josh Bailey on this show. The I'd love to have him here all the time. You know something? It would probably soften my stance on him a little bit. But after a while, he'd be all gung-ho. He'd be ripping on me. I'd be ripping on him. It would be fun. Uh, Scott Ellis said, offense was the biggest thing after losing, the biggest issue after losing to Carolina in the playoffs, and Lou hasn't fixed it. You think he's going to start listening now? No way. I hope he does listen, uh, but I think the answer is he won't. He said for three years, yeah, we know we need to increase our offensive firepower, and he hasn't done it. So, no. Hmm. Barry thinks you can win without offense. He would love to win games one nothing, all in overtime. That's what he'd Everyone. love. Nick A saying, Kyle Palmieri for a third-round pick, Josh Bailey and another player for a second and a third. I'm willing to do that too. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And just say, hey, we're changing systems. We're going to go all more offensive. That's the only thing you can sell at the players. You'd have to bring up a new coach and say, yeah, we're going to change the way we're doing things. Coach Howard B said, Lou sent him to Cancun on a scouting report to find some new town. Didn't work out. Yeah. You know what it looks like? It looks like his girlfriend got shafted too just by looking at that picture. How so? She's with Tommy. Uh, <laughs> Come on, that was too easy. She didn't find any new talent either. You understand? Oh, oh, I got it. I got I mean, it. Why do I have to explain everything to you? <laughs> uh, John Smith say we cannot be subjected to another two years of Josh Bailey. We have to find a way to move on from him How this year. That they try to resign him. But I'll tell you what. One thing, Bailey is smart. You ever notice he'll do his resign contract a year before? Oh yeah, let's do a resign now. Yeah, I'll take a little bit less money to stay here. Um, yeah, let's do that. Brandon Gaines saying here, uh, Burakovsky, Schmidt, Verana, and Stevenson were all poorly utilized when Trotz coached the Capitals. You won't yep. change. Yeah, that's he doesn't he doesn't like playing the young players. Just doesn't like it. He has to be forced to. Thomas B, that is the biggest worry, I think, of all Islander fans. Watch the Islanders go on a run and not make the playoff and get their pick at like number 15. I didn't want to bring up the Bodie Wild thing, but you know, isn't it kind of funny that he was banished from the organization for not getting uh, vaccinated, and everybody else who was has gotten COVID? I just find it interesting. Uh, Sal P said, "Actually, the blue lights coming off my coral reef tank." Okay, Grumpy, that's why I said I had to look close. It wasn't a Christmas tree, Grumpy. Okay, well, I didn't know what I can, first of all. I can't tell. I'm just saying, but it's a good picture. Sal Grumpy. looks good in that picture, man. I'm telling you. I was about to say that 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 Maddie in the Jag shirt. Woohoo, Sal. Sal! I'm not saying it's the shirt. Out. I'm just saying he looks good. I've seen him in other pictures. It looks, looks like he's lost some weight. I mean, he's looking lean and mean. Looking like a lean, mean fight machine, Grumpy. Yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. Uh, Grumpy old man. We're here at the end. What? 
What else you got to say, Grumpy, before we wrap things up today? I just want to say, hey, everybody, if you want, watch the Oklahoma-Oregon game with us in the next 10 minutes or so. It's going to take a little potty break for me and maybe get a little refill on my drink. But uh, we always have a lot of fun doing those, and we talk about everything under the sun uh, on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. Just worth a lot of fun. But what I also love to say is uh, love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Well, thank you, Grumpy. Yeah, uh, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, link in the description below. Make sure you check it out. We're going to be going live covering Oklahoma, Oregon. Again, if you're new here, first-time listener to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To make sure you don't miss out on any of the action, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, follow on Twitter. Grumpy, thanks so much. Today, we had a little bit of holiday brain. Messed up the ad. What can I say? Messed up the uh, intro. Messed up the intro. Messed up everything else in between. Uh, Besides up that, you were perfect. <laughs> DJ but, batting a thousand. He was wrong every single time. Hey, I do what I can. I do what I can, Grump. But we'll have a good product out this Saturday. It'll be a New Year's Day, Grumpy. So, and for those like Tommy Baffy, who don't, does not watch the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. What a mistake that is for him. Uh, I do want to wish Happy New Year's to everyone um, since by next time we talk, it'll be New Year's, Absolutely. I believe. Yes. I don't know when the Islanders play next. Are they playing tomorrow? I don't even they know. play tomorrow, but we got, we're got we covering the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. Again, we don't okay. cover the games on Thursdays and Sundays. But uh, Happy New Year's to all out there. We'll be back this saturday with some more islander games and islanders hockey thanks so much for tuning in guys hope you all had a merry christmas and happy holidays and you're all going to have a fantastic new year's stay stay safe if you're drinking get a designated driver enjoy yourself making lifelong memories with family and friends thank you again for tuning in guys and thank you grumpy old man my pleasure